Welcome. Welcome. To the Faking News Podcast. It's the Faking News Podcast. Boy. Hey. hey. Hey, Trevor. How you doing? How's your speed running of life going, brother? Dude, it's good. I'm trying to slowly automate myself away. Soon it'll be like Wally. <laughs> I'll just be levitating and distributing trash upon the earth. I only saw the movie once, so I don't really remember what happens. I've never but. seen the movie, but don't they like sip like, don't they just eat like junk food? They just yeah. eat in and out with <laughs> milkshakes? A fantasy. Maybe they're just in quarantine. Maybe that's the premise of the. <sighs> they're in quarantine and they're watching Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of uh, quarantine, Black Mirror, and uh, junk food, our next guest, Internet Boyfriend. Internet His name is Dom. And the reason why we relate it to Wally and everything is because he embodies everything that isn't laziness, that isn't (laughs) uh, hedonistic eating and binging of content. He is a human who uh, has a wonderful insight on how to master oneself in spite of uh, depression. Um, I love how he has really created his own brand uh, by listening to those around him and by also speaking to his authentic, true self. It's really hard to describe uh, everything he is uh, and what this conversation actually took because of all our different guests, this conversation in particular went all over the place in such a beautiful way. <laughs> so we, we spoke about the times. We spoke about depression. We spoke about uh, hot ones and interviews. So we've got the full spread. And mm-hmm. Songwriting, how to write lyrics, the process is behind it. And it all blends in t- uh, together and kind of really like show you uh, just a snapshot of who he is as a person and how you can kind of take little elements of yourself to create your art and to create the artist that is you. And so we encourage you, you know, you'll hear a little little snapshots of his music in here. He's got a new track dropping maybe right now. Uh, and so just be on the be on the lookout because he's got a great voice, great lyrics, and he seems to he's he's an artist of our current digital age. So Everyone, Not please to enjoy. His Twitter is fire. Oh yeah. Also, he's he's fucking hilarious. Like, let's be oh real. I, his Twitter's so funny. Uh, I just like insta. I need to set up a bot that just insta likes. I'm basically <laughs> the bot. I'm like a human bot because he just posts anything. And I'm like, dude, I, that's so funny. But he is the internet's boyfriend. Yes. And get ready to laugh. This is a fun. This is a fun episode. This is Dom. Enjoy. No, I I like it when the orchestra tunes because it's like, oh hell yeah, I'm we're about to get started. Oh man, <laughs> it's so cool to hear from the opposite side because being in it is like it's the most annoying thing it's just you like, have to do oh, God, every I'm time. So sick of this. I'm so sick. And there's that poor, there's that one poor violinist. It's just not working out. <laughs> String slipping at the worst time. Bro, you are so generous because we all know it's the violist C string <laughs> that just oh. I know my I know my audience. So just that drone. 
Beautiful, beautiful drum. Okay, so I'm gonna give you some claps. So we're gonna use all those claps, and we're gonna we're gonna make an audience for us. Whoa, <laughs> bro, it's so easy. Uh, Hell yeah! Pat, pat ourselves on the back. My, my new my new sam my clapping sample library. I think you've got the laugh track ready too, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna be making some bad jokes. Have you have you seen that video of um? Bro, that is our that is our podcast. I mean, you'll see all those videos where they remove the laugh tracks from different shows, and you kind of see how unfunny. Like oh. removing the laugh track from Friends or Big Bang. But my favorite one is it's the Big Bang Theory, but instead of no laugh track, it's just one guy laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that it's so uncomfortable. It's so funny. You just realize like, ooh, like the power of, of laughter. Oh. That's like me. Bazinga, bro. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> Bazinga. Internet boyfriend, welcome to the Faking Nose Podcast. Welcome to the Faking Nose Podcast. We did podcast. it opposite this time. We did it opposite this time. It's usually Trevor that... Well, normally starts. I interrupt a good conversation just to, you know, scream the... I'm like DJ Khaled, just scream Dude. scream my name and my podcast over over the conversation. What? Yeah. <laughs> Lil John, shout out. Internet boyfriend, welcome. How are you feeling, brother? I feel I feel very good. Um, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm tired of the state of the world. <laughs> um, Interesting. But on a on 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 a day like today, dude, this is I think the earliest I've had a social interaction in a day in a while. Usually, it's like oh, it's like nine or ten p.m. It's like fuck, I really should Facetime somebody <laughs> um, just so I'm not fully going insane for the entire day. Have you, you know. been uh have you been training on your Smash Bros, homie? No. Okay. So fucking So one of my roommates, my roommate Donnie, uh, he went back home to quarantine with his family in San Diego for for like a month. And he took oh, the I switch with him. Going. And he was like he was beating my ass before. And I haven't played him since he got back, but I have not played Smash since like the end of April. And he has been playing. I think the only things he's been doing is like playing guitar because he's a guitarist and playing Smash. And I shudder to think um, how bad I'm going to get my ass whooped the next time we actually sit down and, and play. Yeah. He's practicing. He's practicing. He's he's doing reps. Yeah. He's I'm hitting the gym, dude. Too, bro. He literally will just go in the pra in the training mode and just like <laughs> and just train. <laughs> I laugh. The only I mean guitar hero i was like that i was i was like super serious in a guitar because i was a guitarist and so mm -hmm. guitar hero is like wait this is way less frets no strings this is easy <sighs> I and so i would probably practiced more guitar hero <clears throat> than like actual instruments yeah the stakes are lower man it's like what well, plus there's a wrong? high score you can actually unlike music you can like win uh, like you get instant feedback that audience they're just like oh i don't God, know man times multiply i i I, th I think you can win at music have you heard mask off by future <laughs> did you do the challenge no it was popping i didn't know there was a challenge no bro that was huge dude it was a huge challenge like i did it on twitter and i got like I got, I got more likes and retweets of any post that I've ever done by doing the mask off challenge. So wait, what is the, what is the, what is the mask off challenge? 
you just pretty much you put future in the background. You know that flute yes. line. Da, 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 da. So what a bunch of musicians were doing worldwide was taking that flute riff, playing it on whatever instrument they were playing on. Mm. My my girl Azima Ramsey, pretty much this was a pivot point for her. Like the Mask Off Challenge was like a moment where she went from like 10,000 followers to like 100,000 damn and, and beyond like it was a pit, it was a real viral moment for her and it was that way for a lot of string players and a lot of like instrumentalists and classical musicians like it was quite interesting so it's funny you brought it up and you didn't know about the challenge nah man i just know the song uh and i know that it's incredibly <laughs> problematic but i love it uh, look future molly percocet <laughs> he says the words chase a check Never chase a bitch. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want to embody that philosophy, but but that's hard. But that's hard <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> and it's it's like I have no place because like in my life, I think that the the two things, two things I one thing I have not done is chase money. And one thing, uh, just in terms, like I'm a musician, <laughs> and yeah. uh, one thing I'm constantly doing is like, how do I get this girl to like me? You know, I don't know how to get this girl to Showing like you. Showing respect like, <laughs> is Treating the internet your girlfriend? <laughs> yes, the entire internet. Is this has the podcast started? Is this how we're starting? Yes, this 100%. is how we do it, bro. We've been yeah. rolling. Yeah. So we'll right. have already introed you, so they'll know who you are before cool. this. So. Yeah, we do edification like without you here because it's weird to have somebody gush Get over praised. you while you're there. I yeah, appreciate just that. Like this guy, like this guy. <laughs> we leave the squirting. We we squirt after you leave, bro. That's I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I know that it's a Zoom call, but like that's less clean up on my end, too, just like emotionally as well. <laughs> what's up what, yeah, bro. what's good with you guys today how are you two doing like what are we do you have any topics of conversation that are interesting we're just watching the world burn trying to get better uh-huh. <laughs> uh even to bring this we back talk in a- so so speaking go about ahead, speaking out the world and about twitter you're hilarious on twitter you're one of my favorite people to follow on twitter bro why aren't you twitter famous I don't know, man. Need answers, I, dude. I'm like, I think that I'm, I'm like not stupid enough on Twitter. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. Because here's the thing: it's like I, I've always, I this is gonna sound so fucking sad. Oh my it's okay. god, bring it! I've always wanted to be good at Twitter, and not not Twitter famous, but I've always wanted to be funny. Like, cause cause to take. 140 characters. Also, my stomach just gurgled so loud. I would like to apologize to... Um, no, you good, bro. To I'm going to bring the level up on that so we know. <laughs> the mixing engineer. <laughs> We're going to do some EQing over here. Yeah, we're just going to... It uh, it's going to be like some Hot one style. No, um, <laughs> I... But it's such a a fascinating thing because it, it fully is the old um, saying that like brevity is the soul of wit. It's like, that's Twitter. If you can't say it in 140 characters, it's like to get a laugh with that. Oh my God, it's so funny. But yeah, that means a lot. Thank you guys. That means... It's boiled down. No, you're genuinely... Because 
we're, we're not like doing much with like the faking of podcast Twitter. So it's like almost exclusively you. <laughs> and I laugh at and I laugh at every <laughs> time. Because, cause like, you know, we get fed back what we like, and I pretty much only like your post. Oh so God. it's kind of just like a, a direct stream of Internet Boyfriend. <laughs> well, at this point, body. it's... And it's always funny, and I'm like, this needs to be shared and loved by all. Thanks, man. I That is <laughs> high. That honestly means more to me than if you'd said, like, bro, I really like your music. <laughs> But we'll get to that. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. Trust we're gonna, yeah, me. Yeah. No, we're bro. we're gonna get there. We'll have to talk. Yeah. About it. We're gonna need. I to have, have a question. I have a question though. What's good? Um. So you are like many of the people that we bring on here. You're somebody who makes content for the internet. You're somebody that seems like they uh, consume the internet in a way that influences the the moves that they make not only as a musician but also as an artist as a, as a brand mm-hmm. uh, and you referred to hot ones just now in, in, in a joke yes are you a big fan of that show do you watch it i like hot often yes i have not watched it as consistently as recently or i haven't watched it as consistently recently as i used to um but it was i don't know the early days of hot ones i just am fascinated by because it's like, I don't know, there are some really amazing moments. Like, like this is going to make me sound like a conspiracy theorist. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, faking fan, put your tinfoil hats on. Let's get ready. Yes. Cover it in hot okay. sauce. Protect yourself. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because I think that the hot sauces now are not as hot as when they first started the show. Because they have, they have all these, they have like fucking, um, I don't even know any of the recent guests, but if you're going to have like Natalie Portman, yeah, like if you're having these high profile celebrities on the show who like have shit, Justin Timberlake, yeah, they have stuff to promote. They don't want to look bad. (laughs) I think that the sauces are not as hot now as they were, uh, five, a few years ago. I don't even know if it's been on it. Oh my God. It's definitely been around for five years. It's been on for a while. Yeah, oh, it's been God. a while, right? We're aging. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> We're aging. So rapidly, dude. I have a theory, though, because, yes, the show idea, the, the gimmick is brilliant. It it, it, it creates, like, it's a perfect storm. But I, I, I want to really emphasize Sean Evans mm-hmm. as a host. So good is underestimated and undervalued, I really believe. I agree. Especially by because it's so seamless. Can you talk a little bit more about what you like about what he does? Oh, I mean, it's just, he is, it's it's so interesting to watch him interview people because it's like, he starts every every episode pretty much the same way. He says, hey, what's up, guys? It's Sean Evans with Hot Ones and the show with Hot Questions, Leave Your Hotter Wings. But like, nobody can answer the question, hey, what's up, guys? But, like, he's definitely doing it on purpose because people at home, it just, it makes you feel like you're in the room. It's fascinating. I don't know. I I think about it a lot. (laughs) He's like a YouTuber that got really, a really good show behind him and got a production team behind him. And uh, I think that that authenticity, what about his questions, though? Like, Mm. as an interviewer myself, like, I'm in awe of Tim Ferriss. I'm in awe of Stephen Dubner. I'm in awe of Sean Evans in their ability to really have these. De- Joe Rogan is another example mm-hmm. of these people who are able to ask compelling questions. Do you, what do you think 
is required to be a person that asks really good questions? Ooh, I think the first thing you probably just have to be a, a genuinely very interested person. Um, you just have to like be curious about other people. And I don't know. I, I, I think other, that people are so interesting. And if somebody is willing to be like, yeah, I'll eat a bunch of hot wings and let somebody ask me questions. Like <laughs> right off the bat, that's an interesting person. Um, I think first step is you got to be interested in people. And second, probably, I think just like learn about what their interests are and just like be curious. I don't know. It's uh, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it, but those are the things that come to mind. Yeah. Incredible. Uh a big one too, as you can just tell with his show, and I, even some of it goes back to because I don't know, I know very little about Howard Stern, but mm. he was always revered as just an, besides a provocateur, as an interviewer, and like a lot of the interviews we like now, which podcasts are particularly good at and flourishing at, right. is that they're they're doing the research, so they're coming in with unique questions. It's not come tell us your bio. We all know the bio of half these celebrities. Often we're watching it because we know the celebrity. And so we, we don't need, like we've kind of removed the need for fluffy questions. Yeah. Uh, and and it's not hard to research someone anymore. Like it actually make, you got to give credit to a lot of these people in the 80s or 90s who had to actually you know call around, do actual research to find out about their guest. And nowadays we got the internet. You know, scroll up, look through Facebook, go to their website. They all got a Squarespace, uh, read that bio, and you can ask engaging questions. And I think uh, one of the the benefits of something uh, like a podcast and why you're getting these Joe Rogans and other people getting millions of dollars is because you're not limited to a TV format or mm, even yeah. a radio format. You can just go for hours. It's however long. <laughs> and so I've heard about that before. Other people talking about the down, the hard, hardest part about a TV spot and how it's just not effective is you're dealing with those like seven minute segments. You, you, you barely have enough time. You'll never be able to argue or have like a harder conversation because you have, you know, you have two minutes to say your three bullet points they brought you on to the show to say. And then, you know, the other two is, is, are talking points that the network wants you to say about your movie uh, and like, that's it. So like, there's, there's really no time for conversation, but yeah. yet like hot wings, there's, a, there's her hot ones. There's a, there's a great one and a great example. Uh, cause like these can be long, they're going to edit it down, but that's a, that's a long time to, to keep going. And with the genius of having a kind of gimmick is because it, it's just something like a distraction point so that people who are, because by the time they get on that show, it's, it's lower down the press tour. They're tired. They've been asked the same question <laughs> 400 times. Like, I love those, like, burnout celebrity. Like, they've done a year of, like, promo for, like, the ant and the, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, and, like, they're just sitting there just, like, losing their mind because uh, their agents over there, like, okay, stand up. We got, you know, 12 interviews today. You sign this in your contract. This is your fault. And they're just, like, drained and miserable. Mm. And when they just go after some of these interviewers for, like, just bad or dumb questions... You can tell they're genuinely happy when someone asks them like a personal question that, oh. you know, they actually like looked you up and like you can see in the celebrity's face they like glow. It's like he asked me about like my even if it's something dark, just like my brother passed when I was eight and like like something really dark. Know, and they're like yeah. happy to they're happy to answer that. They're like yeah, like it was really traumatic. And they're just so 
ec- ecstatic to like not answer one more it's like dumb question very real have you ever seen the um the nardwar interviews no oh my no. fucking talk to us god what is that let me adjust talk this microphone uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so nardwar is this interviewer dude on on he has youtube videos where he interviews rappers rappers primarily and musicians primarily um i've only seen a handful but like as far as like researching your um I almost want to. I almost want to say like researching your mark, because it's it's wild. Some of the questions he asks some of these people. He gets so people like in every single interview. People are like, "How the fuck did you know that?" Like, <laughs> there's the one that like the one moment I can remember right now. He's this he's this dude from Canada, and he has like glasses and one of those like uh-huh. one of those like uh, newsboy hats kind of. And he's he's kind of a peculiar looking dude, but he um he's such a character and he has this like interesting way of speaking that is just like you can if you were to be interviewed by this dude and you're not expecting it, it's like, what's your deal here, bro? Um <laughs> but he in he interviewed Anderson Pack a few years ago. And I love Anderson Pack. Oh my god, this interview is so it's like he, I need to look this up he, then. Yeah, as the as soon as we're done recording here, watch it because it's it's so interesting. But in YouTube, yeah, sorry, just, I just want to get yeah this. YouTube N A R D W U A R, I believe. W U A yeah, Nardwar Anderson. Go yeah. ahead, I got it, I got it. I'll, I'm adding. It to so the at a certain point in the um, at a certain point in the interview, he he says to Anderson Pack like. Something a lot like it's been years since I've watched it, but he says something along the lines of like, so if I were to say to you, Anderson Pack bang bus, what would that mean? And Anderson Pack just gets really <laughs> uncomfortable and he's like, he's like, what? He's like, what? And and they kind of just move on from it. Um, but it but it's like it's that kind of thing where it's just like it's like every he just finds like the wildest shit about every celebrity that he interviews and asks them uh-huh. one question to make them be kind of like, what? And then... Just to know, paying attention. I, I I'm coming for you. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a research flex. Exactly. It's just like, but, I know you have an arrest record. You know. But to me, <laughs> yeah, like, to me, that's an example of like, damn, that's a dude who is just interested in other people. It's not about him. It's about like, this is going to be a fun interaction. It's going to be a fun conversation to have. It is that is that alert, and I've heard other people talk about it. Like some of the things we've just voiced, that like your 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 guest or whoever is getting interviewed is just excited because they know like this isn't some stock. We're we're not phoning it in or we're not faking notes here. Yeah, it's going to be the real deal, <laughs> and that and that it can go anywhere. And that's also what I like at least about uh, what podcasts and a lot of other things are doing, and on YouTube shows is just no no holds. No holds barred, no holds back, like just mm. like letting it go and just following the conversation wherever. Because if you think about it, in this internet age, we, we actually don't get to have a lot of conversations because yeah. everything is that short form. Like Twitter, it is hard to have a conversation. YouTube, you're not having a conversation. Uh, even Twitch, like there's so many bar- – in fact, we are, we are more in contact with other people than probably ever before. Even in quarantine, mm. we can interact with more humans on a daily basis more now than in history but we probably have less conversations yeah now than we have ever had 
Let's come as we do this on a podcast. Yeah, as we do this on a podcast where we can't get uh, responses, but we're working to fix that. (laughs) I have a question for you, Dom. Um, And this is something I try to like ask uh, people throughout my life. Um, I've been, I I was doing video blogs, uh, doing vlogs for a long time. And this is something I always, whenever I would stop or I would be hanging out with somebody having coffee, I would always ask them this question. And I wanted to ask it to you. If you could go back in time and talk to your 10-year-old self, it's just a sample, you know, you could change the age if you wanted to. And you could give them one piece of advice that you either learned on the way or that you wish you had known back then. What would you tell your 10-year-old self? My 10-year-old self? (laughs) Um, I would be like, hmm. See, there's, there's, get off, this is, get off, bang, bus. Get off, yeah, don't, don't do porn. Don't, don't say yes. Don't, don't let, uh, search history. If Anderson, if Anderson Pack reaches out to you in, in the early 2000s, no, um, uh, hmm. And I don't want, and if you want to take a moment mm. and think about it, like we don't have to answer it right now. We could circle back I th- later. No, I, just I, I like that a lot. I think that, I think that the the one piece of advice I would give to my 10 year old self is, look, the way that somebody else treats you is 90% a projection of what they are dealing with and like how they move through the world and the experiences that have shaped them and made them into people. So like, don't stress about what other people are thinking or doing and just like try and focus on you and take care of yourself and uh, learn how to be kind to yourself and and to other people as you, as you're moving through all of the bullshit that you're going to have to deal with. Um, Whoa. curious like what why is is there a certain experience either recent or relatively recent that makes that kind of your mantra and your advice um does anything come to mind or like a turning point nothing well nothing particularly like recently because i mean like i haven't been having a lot of social interactions recently um (laughs) but you've been in the protest yeah yeah i've been to i think i went I think I went to too many. I think I I hope I don't have coronavirus. Um, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> fourteen days, bro. Oh, it's fourteen I'm days. Really, because like <laughs> we'll we'll know soon enough. Yeah, because like yeah, yeah, I yeah. we'll check oh, back in. Yes, we'll we'll do a follow up. I'll just I'll just send you guys a I'll send you guys a voice memo and you can just put it in the next episode. Like yeah, Dom is yes. Can you do that? <laughs> if I get sick, yes. yeah, absolutely, I will. 
Um, uh, Thoughts and prayers. But yeah, I think um, <laughs> like I've I've done a uh, a lot of therapy at this point, just like to to mitigate various mental health things and just to like move through the world as as a a better person. And it's like so often we are so unaware of the effect that our actions have on other people. And like, we're all, mm, there's so many things like part of it is social media. Cause the, mm -hmm. when you zoom out and you realize like, yeah, everybody is doing the game of trying to look as dope as they possibly can on the internet. <laughs> um, and when you zoom out, it, it just, it makes, it makes people's thought process and make a little more sense because nobody like doja cat a week and a half ago two weeks ago this i uh, if the two of you are aware some information came out about doja cat being involved in like various white supremacist groups like it's wild yeah so like Whoa. not groups she's not like putting the hood on but she's like she <laughs> was like in chat groups with white supremacists and like there's some pretty troubling things that surfaced. It's a half hood. It's a half hood situation. It's like a crop top KKK outfit. <laughs> no, that was... It, it's a romper. KKK. Oh, I feel <sighs> like this is... Like, if anything's going to get me canceled, is that. Um, but... I don't care. Yeah, it, this is a podcast, bro. Okay. Free yeah. speech. <laughs> Free speech. But... Um, Free speech. But, like, that was a couple weeks ago. And... It's not that people have already forgotten about it. It's just that, like, nothing lasts longer than a couple days now. Large, well, largely because there's been um, other fucking stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, th I think we all just get in our own little worlds and everybody is, everybody's mostly thinking about themselves and trying to, just trying to get through the day, so. Mm. I think that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Like, that, that, there's not much talk. It's not sexy to be empathic, mm. right? Like the effects don't automatically rain on you. If anything, if you try to be empathic, you feel a lot of hurt. Yeah. You feel a lot of pain because you're trying to connect with the person who's also in pain, understand the perspective, and then flip it back and reflect it to yourself and make sure that the things that they say and do don't affect you negatively because you come to the understanding that it has... 10% to do with you, 90% to do with yeah. them. And that mental gymnastics and that mental algorithm takes so many years to develop. And so that's so great that you would tell your 10-year-old kid self to begin that work because that work takes a lifetime. And the sooner you start, the sooner you can reap the benefits. Hmm. Um, would you? Is there something else you would tell like your younger self? I think I would also be like, bro, you have depression. Because, <laughs> like, I didn't learn that it... I'm I'm sorry for any potential mic noises I'm adjusting. It's like... That's okay. It's it's, it's slowly bro. getting lower and lo like... Yeah. Yeah. My, my shit does the same thing. It's okay. Okay. I'm... <laughs> Got that oh, arm. At least yeah. I'm in good yeah, happens with It happens with age, you know. It's just it's slow. It's not quite doing it. It's a little bit... Yeah, exactly. It's dysfunctional. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we, another little oh. piece of uh, depression we were talking no, about no, depression, yeah. Right? yeah I think I would just be like yo kid you're depressed like it. there's a word for it cause like I didn't learn that 
depression, I didn't learn that I, I wasn't clinically like diagnosed with depression until I was like 21, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like so vividly, like after the first therapy session I had at like the UCLA counseling office, um, mm-hmm. I was talking to this woman and I was like, probably in tears like and it, mm-hmm, i was like mm-hmm. it was at the end of like a very very terse 45 minutes where i just like unloaded a lot of like trauma onto this 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 woman and she was like you're depressed and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my god it all makes sense now <laughs> you mean to tell me there's a word for this um <laughs> But yeah, I it, it was uh, it would have I think it would have saved I think it would save a lot of people a lot of hurt to know that shit earlier on. So that mm-hmm. that would be the other and the other piece of advice like a third and final piece of advice would just be like yeah call your mom more. <laughs> that um, might help yeah. uh, somewhat the the upper advice too. Uh, How did you was there I mean because we can go as as deep and as dark as you want uh, down this this wormhole, but. Was there particular moments like what finally got you to go to a therapist? Um, for me, it was I was living with one of my roommates was like, "Yo, you need to get your shit together." Um, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the homies in it your was, life that really yeah. tell you. What it's you funny need to because hear. it was like looking back on it, it was a um, it was a less than kind call out. It wasn't. It was a call out that was kind of like, yo, your depression makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) Which like in hindsight is a little bit hilarious. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Just. Bro. uh, Yeah. Bro. Your depression makes me sad. Yeah. It wasn't said in in those exact words, but it, for me, that was the thing that put it over the top. And I, and I actually did end up going, I ended up going to the counselors like to spite him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um jokes on you i guess yeah it was it was just the end of like a it was like my spring the spring quarter of my junior year at ucla and it was just like mm-hmm. such a it was just a rough year like college is hard life is hard just being a being a being a person is hard being a young person is hard um uh i know that i'm not the first to say this but like being in music school is hard and mm-hmm. um I was depressed for a large number of reasons and it just was like it had been a long time coming and I'm glad I went. Yeah. If anybody Do you still yeah. do you still go? At this point or just on occasion or At this point no. I was I was going every week um I I was really fortunate that like the therapist I was with um she stopped working at UCLA the same year I graduated. So she like started a private practice and I was able to just like, like maybe six months after I graduated, once that like good post-college depression hit, I was like, yo, what is, what's good? Do you want to like have some sessions again? Um, I'm trying to get, oh, I want to start a podcast with my therapist. You should. That'd be so, I'm sure there's a lot of laws, but hey, that's pretty cool, though. That's what, oh, uh, like, it would be, because mm, the the therapy, like, our th- therapy sessions were always so hilarious. Um, 
Because it's like, <laughs> it's this weird moment where there's this strange thing that occurs for me anyways, where it's like, to be able to analyze like, this is, this is the pain that has occurred. And then to step back and be like, how did my dad cause it? <laughs> and then, <laughs> which like is uh, not always the case, but like 90% of the time. And to, mm-hmm. and to then analyze all of it and to be standing and looking at it with objective eyes, like pretty often that shit can be hilarious when you just lay out the facts of a situation. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not hilarious, but like to recognize the absurdity that is having a brain and um, trying to take care of your mental health. It's, I don't know, it's, there are a lot of moments that are just so fucking funny. And I think it would help a lot of people to, to know that, yeah, like therapy is hard. You're going to cry, but you're going to laugh too. Yeah. Life is, it's, it's like, yeah. it's, yeah. Life's humor, nothing but humor and tragedy, it seems. But yeah, it's kind of nice to have like a, Greek said it right. I guess, a, a coach to help you through that. Cause I know, like, just, they even they even said that too. Just like the like the smarter or whatever you think mm-hmm. you are, uh, the harder it actually is for you to can like convince yourself out of things. Yeah, which is like counterintuitive. It's they're just like I can't remember how they did it, but just associating even something broad like IQ or degrees, it was even harder to have self awareness because you think you're you think you're smart and so you figured it out. And I think that's actually probably a problem for a lot of artists, is because of how analytical it all is is that we can self-diagnose and self-talk our way out of almost anything. Yeah. When in reality, we just need a, we need another teacher, but specifically <laughs> a, a therapist real. to guide us through uh, our perception of reality or what is at the core of it. Um, you know what's been really positive for me in this whole experience? The whole quarantine experience? The whole quarantine experience, the whole... Um, I've started many projects and quit many projects at the mm. same time. Like I, I've, I've, I'm the type of person that loves to try a bunch of new shit all the time. The one thing that I've found is that every single day in quarantine, every single day that I'm spent not getting hugs from people that I care about, not feeling mm. their presence, it makes me more and more upset mm. because it makes me feel helpless that I can't control my mm. reality. So what I've been doing that has been very positive is I've been doing very simple things and prioritizing them like they are just as important as doing my taxes, just as as important as uh, getting a recording Mm. in on time. And that's doing small things to affect my environment, like making my bed, like drinking enough water, like exercising, like taking my vitamins, just these little tiny things over time that seem mean they seem insignificant but when i'm feeling really upset i look in the mirror at like the fact that i've lost a lot of weight i look around my room it's relatively clean i look at you know my laundry is being done this is being done when you take control of your environment it gives your mental uh fortitude so much more of a bulwark against the bullshit mm. of life because you are seeing the change your your actions are yeah. having on your environment and if you can positively influence your environment and your body that gives you more confidence to build something outwardly like a social media presence or a business or you know putting your own work out there so that's just something i'm discovering for you, I'm curious, Dom, because 
One thing that I love a lot about what you put out, especially on Instagram, is your mindfulness to aesthetic. Ooh. Uh, not only your aesthetic is so uh, VHS. consistent, the VHS. <laughs> Can you talk to us more about like how you discovered that aesthetic and your mm. your style of storytelling through lyrics and production in these little bite size? Uh, Play, I would even say bite-sized musicals in a way. I would describe them. Where does this uh, all come from? Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, I I put an album out, and then a friend of mine was like, "Yo, are you serious about this music thing?" And I was <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, why?" And and a couple people mentioned this, like a a, a few friends specifically, um, were like, "You gotta you gotta be." making music and putting it on Instagram because that's that's where uh it's just you you can't do anything as a musician in 2000 it was 2018 at that time so you can't do anything as a musician is 2018 in 2018 unless you have like a little bit of people who are following you and paying attention not following in the sense of like they followed you on Instagram but following in the sense that like they are mm -hmm. fans and they will, they're fans of what you do and who you are and all of that. So I was like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I had, at the time, like, I was fucking living in my grandma's house. And I, for two years after I graduated UCLA, I lived in my grandma's house and I just like, had choir gigs here and there and I worked at a restaurant and I made beats like most of the day. Um, and it was this weird period where like I had just moved out. I was like subletting a friend from a friend and I was going to be house sitting for a couple weeks and I was just going to be like up in the fucking ether for a little while. And I was like, well, shit, I don't, all the videos I had seen of people on Instagram were videos of like people playing like killing jazz solos which i cannot do or <laughs> like making like playing the drum pads on their little uh keyboard which i also did not do like i will i still to this day will click and draw in all the midi drums because that's just dude i'm here with you it's just it's, I'm here with it's you. easier i'm 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 gonna quantize it anyways i'm just gonna draw it in um <laughs> i yes. and i i think that yes. is why i whatever that's a that's a diff whatever um no no pre speak your truth you. brother um but i was like <laughs> so so somebody was like yeah you got to be making instagram content and i was like well fuck what am i even good at um <laughs> and i was like okay i have this i had at the time like an iphone five or six i don't even know but the camera was not great on it like it was okay and i was like mm hmm, hmm. This already looks bad. What if, what if I made it look worse? <laughs> <laughs> you took a lo-fi approach to like aesthetic. video. Yeah, I it yeah. was like, okay, I had this app on my phone from years ago that a friend of mine was like, yo, look at this. It makes all the videos you take look like you took them on an old VHS. And I was like, uh, <laughs> yo, cool. I'll get that. I don't really. What app? I don't even know the name of it. It's just like you just search like VHS app 
in the app store and okay. you'll be able to find it. That was all I did. It was $2. Um, and actually, no, it was free. It was definitely free. I would not have spent $2 on an app in uh, the time in which I bought it. Um, but I I was like, well, shit, I'm, I'm a singer. Okay, I probably should be singing in these videos. I'm a little bit funny, I think. Okay. I can confirm. You're, you're funny. Thank you. Pass the funny test. I, seal of approval. Faking notes. Funny seal of approval. I was fishing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Three. I was like, I'm a little bit awesome. funny. Okay. Or two. I'm a little bit funny. Okay. What do I do? <laughs> like the earliest few videos that I made, it was very much just like, how can I, because I became obsessed with this idea of communicating as much information with as little bit or as much emotional impact with as little emotion. Emo, let me start that sentence over. I'm rambling. I became obsessed with the idea of communicating as much emotional impact as possible with as little sonic information given, um, both in terms of like mm. um, vertically in arrangement in production. So like only having like three or four elements happening at the same time. So like drums, bass, keys, vocals, that's kind of all that we can pay attention to um, mm -hmm. lyrics rather than saying something with like, a whole long set of sentences like how can i how can i say this in in five words um and specifically with songs with instagram it was like okay i can only upload something that's up to a minute long how can i get in make a point and get out in under a minute um and that was just the goal for the the instagram videos for a long time and um just trying to create and be creative in a medium that had restrictions. Um, Cause like the video is this big, it's on your phone. Like, how do you make that look good? Well, gotta put, I think, I don't remember how I decided to like put the text on the videos. Um, if you're listening to faking notes and you don't know uh, internet boyfriend, which I like, that's amazing. Um, all the, the videos links in I the have, description. yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Internet with with no e. Yeah, I N T R net. Um, it's 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 uh because I had to shorten the name in order to make it long enough or short enough to be my PlayStation Network name. Um, <laughs> I feel is, that. I the other thing I did in my grandma's house was just like play a shitload of Overwatch. Um, <laughs> League of Legends. Oh, bro. Those, those, League of Legends. Those online so, games. Call of Duty. So easy to consume and just do that for like 12 hours. Um, Come back to smash, bro. We, we have, we have work to do, but anyway, I wanted, I wanted to thank you for your, I was just going to say, what were we talking about? That's, that's what this is all about. We're, the, the yeah. aesthetic. So it really stood out to me. Cause I mean, I, I <sighs> think right. we had interviewed Jesse recently. So I started following her and then she was going to have, I believe her birthday party. Uh, at, yeah. a, at a place and so I but for some reason maybe just like three or four days like right around that time you had released a video and I just hadn't heard of you except through starting to see you coming through Twitter just through her her being on the pod and me following her and like I watched that video like a shit ton I was like I love this yo oh a ton like I still I still remember it and I was and one of the appeals of course is the aesthetic but also 
uh, like what you said, you could tell it was structured for the medium and that it wasn't a snapshot of a three-minute song. You're like, this was designed for... So it worked. Like what Yo! you just said is something I would have, I would have like brought up as an example. Like it was like aesthetically pleasing. It felt VHS, in a, of course, in a good way. Uh, but also what kind of... I mean, the two things that really like struck me besides like the fitting in, you know, designing something for a medium, which I think is extremely valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, and what made it feel unique was also like the lyrics were really good. <laughs> Thanks, man. And that's, and your voice that's... was really good. So it like stood out. It wasn't, it, it was kind of like, whoa, what's, I'm seeing low quality, intentionally like low quality aesthetic, but yet like the lyrics and, and your, just like your vocal skills were like very high quality. And so it kind of like drew me in. It's like, whoa, wait, VHS, but but this isn't a straight to VHS movie. This is the real deal on a VHS. Uh, oh, <laughs> thanks, man. That's really oh, but it's cool. true. Like I kept That's watching really it cool and I go back to it. I still think about it. I still. Do you remember like which one it was, so if you, if which you, video? Um, it starts off, I'm trying, cause I'm also, I'm very bad at lyrics, but uh, like Jesse says, you sh uh, but you're like, Oh, the one with Jesse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, one's a good one. Will that... to survive is the line that yeah. sticks out. Um, Tell me about your day. It but was. Um, it's good. Yeah, I think I could probably. Your voice do is the... great. You should sing it. I only know right now. As an instrumentalist, I only know <laughs> notes. <laughs> Why not? I don't know, man. I'm. I still might. Still might fuck it up. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it's the video. I. Yeah, that was the one Jesse and I did together. It was like. Yeah, that one was really good. That was where I don't want to say that it was good. I had a lot of fun making it. Is what I mean when I say like that was good. Go, yeah, but it was great. No, it stuck I, out. I, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, own it. Like as a content creator, bro. I I know that inclination that you want to shy away from it in in terms of, uh, you know, not appearing like you are your a fan of yourself. But you you when you put things out, it has to mm -hmm. be at some point. I think people underestimate like how much energy it takes to hit that post yeah. button, you know, to know that you're giving of yourself. So to have the courage to do that, you have to have a level of confidence in what you're putting out, either confidence in that you're committed to your process yeah. and you're trying to create a body of work that's meaningful and in understanding that it's not perfect. Uh, before you came into this pod, uh, Trevor and I were talking about, and we always talk about like this, this tug and this push and pull between perfection and mm, production. Like, mm. how do we get things out that we know aren't perfect, but can put out there it's, anyway yeah. and have the courage to make those mistakes and keep moving forward? It's so yeah. harrowing. So anybody who makes stuff, I my hat goes out to you. I recognize it and I'm very uh, appreciative of your vulnerability. Hey. Um, oh, I have a yeah. question. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I also just, <clears throat> you guys are both very nice. Thank you for, uh, for having me on. What would you ask your 12-year-old? What would you tell your 12-year-old self? 12-year-old <laughs> self? 12 -year -old I'd be like, bro, okay, you need to start masturbating or you're going to be behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, you need to start getting your testosterone levels. Yeah. I got these pills. The you're going to love them. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, you're going to hear that putting your finger in your butt is a bad thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Trust my therapist don't, told me don't about don't listen this. <laughs> it's the cure. <laughs> I saw an animated Joe Rogan clip this morning about, and they were talking about how these kids in middle school were taking tampons 
and dipping them in oh, yeah. and putting them up. That's the brilliant. And getting messed well, up. Well, not for a middle yeah. schooler, but like. And apparently it's deadly, but continue. Oh. So, Drew, you had a question? Yeah, so, that, that'll <laughs> kill you. So, we'll, we'll table that was not the, the, question. Ta- the, the alcoholic tampons. Uh, Drew, you had a question? Oh. So, when you, when you go through the aisles of Walgreens, <laughs> what brand do you get? a little earlier when you were talking about your mm, lyrics mm. And, and one thing trevor uh kind of alluded to that i agree with is that you do take complex ideas you, do, you distill them into uh select words that are powerful i am cosplaying as a rapper <laughs> uh most days and i have a lot of trouble that's one of the mm. being an instrumentalist and studying how to perfectly produce an f4 an f yeah. natural four on my D string is one of the things that I've spent most of my brain space on. But when it comes to writing Mm. lyrics, I have so many roadblocks. And one of those is that I'm a verbose individual. So Mm. I'm wondering how you distill these complex ideas into fewer uh, uh, quanta of Mm. uh, words. Like, how do you do that? Ooh, okay. So for me, and this is just for me, like everybody's got different problems. Um, For me, it really helps to... Uh, one, I need to be moving around. Um, so like hmm. I'll I'll make a beat and I'll bounce it. And I'll just like put it on my phone. I'll save it in the notes app and just like be walking around. Because um, it takes the, uh, to me, it takes a little bit of the, it takes like 1% of your brain space to, to be walking. But it's like, it's the thing of like, oh, you can't walk and chew gum at the same time. It's like, or it, it, to have a small task going on that is slightly different, just like not even distracting, but just as like, so that you're not just like looking at a wall. Um, so, but yeah. like, as far as the actual process of writing lyrics goes, it takes like shedding your scales. It takes practice. So mm-hmm. instead, but instead of just like setting a timer and playing scales, it is a different part of the brain. So what we have to do is like to come up with some exercises that force us to be, that force our brains to be coming up with new, or excuse me, that force our brains into like new ways of thought. So one of those is just like, I remember talking to a friend of mine um, and I was, he was like, yo, you got all these beats. Like when are you going to put some more songs out? And I was like, I don't know, man, the lyrics just like take a lot longer for me. Um, and he's an instrumentalist, like a producer. Um, and he was like, yo, what if you just like practiced writing verses <laughs> in five minutes? And I was like, whoa, whoa. whoa. I was like, <laughs> it seriously, it changed my outlook on things. Cause that was a little over a year ago. And, um, 
at the time I was working full time in a, a library warehouse up in Valencia, just like alone headphones on, not alone, mm. but like, um, the Getty library has a warehouse that's just full of like over a million books. And there are three or four employees that just manage those books and like send them down to the center when people request them. Yeah. It was cool. Wow. It was a, at times it was a very good job. At times it was like, I'm so lonely. Mind numbing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but I would literally like, I would put my headphones on, I would put on a beat that I had made and sent to myself the night before. And I would just like set a timer on my phone. I would like go in the bathroom or like go into one of the stacks and just like hide. And I would write, I would write <laughs> lyrics in fi for five minutes. And it would be like, I would, the goal was like, okay, I'm going to get eight lyrics out in five minutes. <clears throat> they don't have to be good. In fact, I want them to be bad at first. It just has to be done. It just I you just have to get it out. That. You have to make this you have to make the bad sounds first um so that you can get closer to a good sound. It's like warming up. Um and I did like mm -hmm. for a, for like the first like I had been doing a lot of like I had been doing the Instagram videos for like a year and some change at that point, but Usually they took me like, usually it was like a flash in the pan. It was like, how did I, how did I write those lyrics? Like, even when I was doing like one or two a week, it was just like, what did I, how, what? Um, and it didn't feel super structured and they didn't feel like lyrics that I would be able to use in like a, like a three minute song. Um, it was more just like some of the video, some of the songs are like, it would be like a 13 bar loop if I were to make mm -hmm. it into a song, it's like, it didn't, didn't work. Um, so like having the structure of like, okay, in five minutes, I will write at least two sets of four lyrics. And if I get to a third and fourth set of like lyrics that rhyme, great. Um, so that's just like a mechanical exercise, not even mechanical, but like, that's an exercise that really helped me to to get quicker at um, at writing lyrics and to sort of get out of my own way a little bit. Um, a lot of people will That's do... the scale. That's you, like practicing scales. Exactly. Um, and it's, it's like anything else you have to do like... You hear all the time, like, like I have written so many bad songs. <laughs> Even today <laughs> still, like... It's hard no, no, to no, believe, no, no. It's, 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 it's really hard to believe. I just don't post them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I wanted to even speak yeah. to the specifics because you brought up just like so many like great points in there just about mm. like the process of improvement but one thing particular that I don't think we've talked a lot about uh, on this podcast is is what you were doing was also essentially what like hot, the whole point of hot ones is is by being like slightly distracted like eating doesn't take much brain energy Mm -hmm. to us walking doesn't take much brain uh energy so i think by like dist distracting a portion of that brain and it kind of allowed you to be more creative so you you kind of hot ones yourself in order you know you're Whoa. at the job you're walking through a library and when you said that it reminded me of one of my very first jobs to where you know after music school the last thing on earth i wanted to do is listen to music <laughs> i feel that but but the most like music and even I'd say like active listening, like actually, you know, paying attention to music was when I was working at uh, like W.W. Norton, you know, of 
Norton Music Anthology fame. Oh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. And I was doing just a menial, you know, a couple months across the summer, uh, like spreadsheet, like collect, you know, keeping track of assets and does asset work. Like very similar to a library, you know, yeah, tiny, yeah. tiny room, old computer. But it was a wonderful job in that that didn't need much brain energy. And I was able to, I'd listen to, okay, let's listen to every recording of Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Like back to back. Let's like, let's listen to all, <laughs> all of this person. Let's okay. All Brahms symphonies, mm. just like right now. And because of that, that I'm like mental that. balance, like for the hyper to distract the, some of the hyperactive mind. Yeah. Uh, and so like walking through the library, like people who, you know, have shower thoughts or whatever, yeah. right before they're going to sleep. I think like you're, you know, you found a job in a way that kind of embodied it. And then on top of that, you like gamified things, which is something uh, I have to do to myself or advocate, you know, like you just set up a challenge, whether it's a time, time-based one or like, okay, here's three notes, write a song, or yeah. here's one subject, you know, school bus, write a song about school buses, like whatever it is, uh, as a way to like trick our like hyperactive, sad, sad minds into creating something. That's yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I, I now I'm like, shit, can I write a song about a school bus? Like, could what? <laughs> um, <laughs> another thing that popped into my head, Drew, specifically because you asked about like condensing things. Um, I think, yeah, another really helpful thing to think about when writing lyrics is to say, to like think one. Who am I talking to? Whom am I talking? Um, is it a specific person? Is it like my mom? Is it uh, an ex? Is it a significant other? Who to whom am I speaking? Two, what do I have to say in the simplest words possible? Not even rhyme it, but just like what do I what do I want to communicate to this person? What is the what is the feeling that I have that I cannot keep from them? Um, and like to write that down and to say specifically like, here's what I'm feeling. Uh, and then you can, you can make it rhyme. I love this. Wow. 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 Dude, I feel so empowered right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I came up with that, but if I did, bro, there's, <laughs> I got to tweet this. You were the conduit though. Do are do I ideas belong to anyone? I'm really beginning to think that human consciousness is something more than just one brain thinking of ideas. It's it's one brain experiencing this world and then synthesizing their experiences to create mm-hmm. different thought patterns and I- then communicating those. So maybe that is like you <laughs> and your message, but I think it comes from your life mm-hmm. experience. And so I'm the, thankful for the- that. The benefit of like this day and age and like hearing even these things from you is like it spurs on memory. It's kind of like why we have teachers. Like think of 80% of the stuff like a a teacher in like a music lesson will say is something either they've already said literally verbatim to you or someone else said to you in a different way, but you never know what's going to hit or what sticks or it recalls, you know, past advice. And like I'm always forgetting things, you know, like breath breath support. Think of this. It's (laughs) like I know I need to do breath support. But yet I never do it. And like these little things, like I know I need to consistently do it, but like hearing you phrase things in a certain way, it's fantastic. I think even one back uh, similar to the distracting, but also like just to put yourself in that state is 
like the whole point of meditation. Like, what do they always say when you're trying to meditate? It's like, come back to the breath. And yeah. it's not actually for us to, the whole point is not to check, are you alive? It's like, make sure you're breathing. Like, no, it's, it's to kind of like, you know, focus on something simple that's automatic. And then you can have these thoughts about your mind. Uh, and it's, and it seems like I can just, I could feel in it in your lyrics in the best way that you think a lot about your mind and that you've like gone through like therapy and like just did the lyrics in the best sense. <laughs> your lyrics are so sad. This guy must be in therapy. No, like it seems like everything's very like introspective and trying to disseminate and like break down and like pr your music's like processing information. Yeah. Very rarely will I write a song that is in the third person of like, like he did this and they did this or, and then I went and saw her like, because for me, it's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of talking that, a, a that you're just talking to somebody one-on-one -on -one. Um, and like making a song for the person that is listening to it. Um, and yeah. And also I just like, I've never felt really comfortable talking about other people behind their backs. <laughs> so you're going to so, sing it to their face. Is that what you're Exactly. Saying? Yeah. It's like, hmm. look, yeah, no, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to do it. <laughs> Cause like when you say things, sometimes they come across differently than you intend. But when you make a mm -hmm. piece of art about it, Somehow you can get closer to the truth yeah. of what you really mean. And the, mm -hmm. speaking to the you first know. part, like the song I remember that I heard and then I went and like met you briefly at Jesse's party. That uh, was a good time. It, it, it opened up. The, the first word is I. Yeah. And, it, and it's before like the beat starts and it's just like I. Mm. And like that's just the lyric. And I think there is something really like it's personal about it. You're speaking to me and I watched on loop a bunch and then I like bumped into you later. I'm like, hey, you're the guy from Twitter. You're that guy. You're that guy with the fucked up Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. videos. You need to get a better camera, son. <laughs> DBD. Hey, talk to my yeah, boy like, TBK. Can can what happens up. later are like in, in 20 years from now are like kids going to be like, look, this is so retro. It's it's Blu-ray vision. You know, like. <laughs> oh. It's 2D. Isn't that sad? Oh. It's 2D. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't smell it? <laughs> There's an app for that. What the fuck? <laughs> Drew, a few minutes ago, I think you were starting to say something, but I, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> I, I also don't know if I'm misremembering. I'm just, I was just asking you if you have anything you wanted to say. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. I, I'm, I'm really. Can I say a truth that I'm discovering about myself yeah, through this podcast, through interacting with my roommates? I find that. I talk too much. <laughs> Same here. Oh, no. And it's not... It's something that I've mm. done all my life, and I'm tired of being mindlessly thinking out loud with mm. people. And when, because I think so much, and I talk so much, and I'm the type of consciousness, I'm a conscious being that loves mm. to understand the world, and I'm very enthusiastic about everything that's a lot of energy i'm learning to distribute that energy mm. more evenly and redirect it from talking 
into more of like what you were saying about good interviewers like Sean Evans, like Stephen Dubner, like Joe Rogan, like all these other people that I look up to that are able to bring out the best in other people. That's what I want to do. That's my mm. essence as a violist. So right now, I'm finding that in conversations, I get ideas and I'm trying to learn to mm. let my ideas go in favor of listening to another person's mm. ideas. So that's a challenge that I'm really working on and something I'm not good I at. Think so the fact that you noticed it. Start talking, Dom. No, man. I, 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 I don't know. I think you, by virtue of asking me on, I think you're doing, I don't know. You guys, you've been very warm and very interested and very focused. I don't, I would not say for a second that I had had any, had picked up any indication that you were anything other than focused and present and, and excited to be having a conversation, man. Thank you. It's something that don't go and listen to our first episodes. <laughs> we're going to do it and we're going to make some bonus content. I, <sighs> cringe city. That's what the beauty of creating something, right? You make the mistakes publicly and then you're either forced to confront yeah. them and get better or just keep making the same mistake or stop doing the thing, which makes you less of who you're meant to be. Mm. Mm -hmm. I think creation is who we're meant to be. It's us manifesting who we're meant to be uh, and trying to become that thing. And that's why I absolutely <laughs> fuck with you. I fuck with Jesse. Fuck with everybody in the faking fam because I really believe that we are a part of a collective consciousness and mm. creativity uh, that is going to rise the tide for creatives mm. going into the 21st century. So... I want to be the person that flat flies that banner. My Ooh. question for you, bro, is where do you want people to consume you more? Where, where, what sort of projects do you have going on that you want more light Ooh. shed on? That's what, well, that's what we're here for, really. At the moment, I think that it's. I mean, it 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 feels strange to go. I mean, even this long without talking about what's happening in the world, which is the so many we're seeing so many people really realizing how deeply rooted um racism and specifically at this moment um police brutality is in america and all over the world and um so at this moment i'm not really as concerned with people like listening to my music mm -hmm. um i would much rather somebody take like the, like the album I made is 30 minutes long. I would much rather somebody take 30 minutes and learn about um, learn about what privilege is if you've not heard about it before, which like boggles my mind because we've known about this stuff for a while now. Um, um, I, I mean, I've there's gonna be stuff happening like on Instagram, I think people can just like stay in touch and I'm trying to do a good job of like, sharing things that I find to be important for people to know. And I'm by no means an educator, but like, and I, again, like I don't have a huge platform, but like some people pay attention. So I think trying to direct people towards people who are educators, like um, black educators specifically who have dedicated their lives to learning about and dismantling systemic structural uh, issues. Um, but yeah, I guess like follow me on Instagram for like 
for memes about yeah. dismantling the police. <laughs> and I love every single one of them, bro. Like, I want to just say from, and I've had a tsunami of white people in my DMs and in my, uh, of all of them I love, asking what they can do, what they can do to help and everything. And it's, I'm still blown away that people mm. are talking about this. I'm, I I figured when I was when I saw Trayvon Martin's killer go on without any charges, I made a I had a moment with myself. I talked to my mom. That was a devastating moment in my life, and I realized the reality that my blackness will never will always for the rest of my life be something I'm going to have to actively work against. And I came to an acceptance of that. And now to see books on racism being sold mm. out, seeing Insta seeing K-pop stars they donated a million, tweeting and a making sure dollars, Black like Lives what, Matter is trending. That's a million. That's B uh, BTS, a, yes, yes. Dude, you know, this is thank you card. huge. Mm. What is going on? Dude, what is this reality? What did we do? Is this pan pandemic like in some way, shape, or form, a positive because it, it mm. makes people have to. I think that I'm it's. I'm wondering. <clears throat> yeah, I think that the fact that. The fact that a lot of people are only really able to look up from their full time jobs or being a full time student or like the 40 hour work week, which is not a thing that allows us time at the end of the day to one, have enough hours in the day to really truly investigate and edu self-educate and move forwards. And two, like it doesn't leave you with the energy to do anything like mental, emotional, physical, any level of it to do anything other than just like recover at the end of a day. So now that millions of people are out of their full-time jobs and they're like... 40 million people unemployed now mm -hmm. in America and everybody has like we cannot go outside and just like go to the beach or like go and get brunch like now that the people who were previously occupied with other things like it's this weird moment where it's like there's a lot of shit that is fucked up and has been fucked up for years and years um, but we're seeing, I don't know if I saw a tweet the other day that was like, I know that every Marxist thinks that they are living uh, in the middle of a leftist revolution, but I truly think that we are living in a leftist revolution. Um, it's like, I don't know. It's an, it's a fascinating time. And I think that as difficult as it is, mm -hmm. um, a lot of positive things are going to change. A lot of things are going to change positively. I, yeah, I, I fucking I mean, hope it's, it's <clears throat> beyond time, but even like speaking to that, one of the, uh, like directly to your point, like as far as energy, like we, when we talked about the pandemic first, um, coming back, which of course is tragedy, awful, killing lots of people. Mm -hmm. But like one thing, yeah, like one positive month and a half ago, what we talked about was it was the idea of a reset of a breath. And it was, it's a globally experienced, mm -hmm. I mean, different people had to handle it in different ways. It's also a problem with society, but, but it's something that n everyone was going to experience in some way, shape or form, some type of slowdown or uh, a, a moment to just reassess whether forcibly or yeah. why not. And I think, 
of course, the timing of all those events within that one week span, um, because while everyone's in the middle of processing and trying to figure out or just unemployed, having time, they're off the grind. They might have more energy. They're looking around at the world. And then all of those events, Ahmaud Arbery and, and, you know, like a knee on the neck right there. Uh, it was just the reminder, like, okay, like this is where energy can go. And what you, you talked about, it was true. Like everyone is, you know, we're humans. We're worried about ourselves. It's a daily grind. Uh, yes, this is the big problem, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to feed my family and go to this. There's no, there was no time and energy. And I think wh- another reason why is because we were afforded a, a newfound energy. So it happened at, you know, unfortunate as it is, like the timing is probably why it's going through because for hundreds of years, whether it's slavery, slavery, prison, slavery, you know, all these different systems are just really built up to keep you tired and to keep you going and to not question things. It's how you keep down the rebellion. It's like, well, keep them busy, keep them entertained. And yeah. that got taken away. We were no longer busy. We were no longer entertained. Uh, we had time to actually sit there and just think for a moment, like, wait, is th- are we going to accept this? And, uh, and the answer is no. And so already, yeah. uh, even though, you know, much to be, so much it needs to comp- continue to be done, uh, just in the raw data, the numbers have drastically changed. The complexion of the crowds protesting has drastically changed. Like it is even from four yeah. years ago, you know, it's not like humans have evolved in four years. We're the same exact people uh, that we were then, but yet yeah. all, all of these things, Black, Black Lives Matter is viewed negatively. You know, you couldn't knee at a football game without, you know, being a terrorist or whatever. And like now uh, it's, it's not like that the numbers have drastically changed in such a short amount of time. I haven't, we haven't seen this anything like this since gay marriage to where it was such a rapid switch. Yeah. And so this is bigger. This is going to be bigger than that. And I think it's just in, in, in the, in the grand scheme of history, it's, it is the, the timing. We can't separate the timing of the event, uh, of these events and these times mm-hmm. from the reality of the situation. And so, uh, let's do this. It's uh, it's time to defund some police. Do you want to know what do you straight up? Do, yes. Mark Lamont Hill is somebody you should follow on Instagram. He is a professor at Temple University and he is a self-proclaimed okay. abolitionist. Um I'm just going to leave that there for a faking fan for you internet Lamont. boyfriend to check out. Mark Lamont, M-A-R-C, Lamont, L-A-M-O-N-T, Sick. Hill, I believe. I think I, I believe yeah. that's his his name and his handle. But I'm gonna I found we'll have it. him in the show notes we can, as well. I follow. Yeah, Austin. go, go on to it. Yeah, he's dope. One. No, no, no. What I wanted to say, Trevor, you hit exactly what I was thinking the whole time when Dom, you astutely uh, said like we're all kind of indoors. We're not spending all our energy on work and just trying to remain happy in our families. We have time to it. What if that is by mm. design, you know, the capitalist system, the reason why it is set up is to keep you bone tired. So you don't have energy to protest your squalor. You don't have energy to protest the less than ideal aspects of your society. Right. But now as we are switching to a more digital world, a more efficient world with more free time, it's it's only going to get more free with uh, AI. 
Uh, we're going to have yeah. to restructure society in a way, I think. Uh, and this has been an accelerant uh, to a, a lot the direction where we have been going. So I'm personally excited, but I'm also incredibly terrified because I didn't plan to have a following like this and be a black person like Oof. this at a time like this. I was sitting on my porch yesterday morning and just <laughs> smoked a bowl. And I thought I was freaking out because I was looking on Twitter and it said, and what was trending was, uh, make the KKK illegal. But hold on. And I illegal. was like, hold <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, what? What you mean? They? And then I thought, yeah. of course they haven't labeled the KKK as a terrorist yeah, which organization. Which isn't even an they organization. They have labeled Antifa, Antifa like there is no, and Al-Qaeda really exist. and the Taliban. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> It's like, what is it? You know, but KKK, and, and I know so what that is. is. They have yeah, a we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like Boy Scouts. It's like, wait, there's guys, they sell popcorn, right? You know, they sell tins of popcorn. It's like, what? Um, so, but, it's fucking insane. <laughs> so that was, when I saw reality was like, let's let's uh, have a petition to designate the KKK as a terrorist <sighs> organization. I was like, I might live to be an old man. Holy shit. That, yeah, I'm speaking to what it's, you said. Uh, the the so problem is wild. also is that we we are gonna come to a point, you know, with this What's whole uh, just by slowly automating things away. But like the, one of the issues is is that as we've it, advanced in like our technological age, is like society has have to has tried to find new ways uh, of keeping people tired and suppressed because we've actually they have studied this. We're we're more stressed. We're more tired. We're actually busier than we've ever been. Which makes no sense because there are so many jobs that don't yeah. need to exist. We've removed a lot of the hassle of existence. I don't raise my own food. I eat it. I go. I consume. And like it doesn't take any energy. Yeah. I spend so little time. <laughs> I don't have to like make candles and to light them just to like survive my day. But yet we are busier and more tired. <laughs> but we're busier and more tired than ever. Yeah, and it's because society, it's always adapting to keep us tired because when – when when things go around, there's there is civil un, unrest. So the system is by design. You know, it makes things more expensive. You got to work to keep going. You know, go 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 go. Uh, you need more consume consume yeah. consume America. But the the one thing, like it, it does feel different in this time. Because so I even had a conversation with with a friend or a future friend. It was like our first um, kind of like one-on-one conversation. We were going to talk about career advice. You know, it got bumped up mm. a couple weeks. Pandemic happens, bumped up. And then now we're in the situation now. So we just had it. So it's two white dudes. And we spent the whole time, we weren't, we didn't talk about careers. We, we spent the whole time talking about like race and like what to do and what's going on with the world. And like when, in what world does that ever happen? Wow. Never. It happens in, in the wet dreams of your college professor, yeah. like no one ever, like, uh, like yeah. oh, I mean, just you know, it it happens on Blackboard <laughs> or Can Canvas or, or Canva or whatever, like the the educate like that. It just doesn't happen in reality, yeah. but uh, like it happened. It's sitting there, and the one thing that stuck out to me, and I think we can just go around to like wrap up this episode because we'll we'll go on forever. Uh, is like how is like just the thoughts to yeah, yeah like process a, a the situation. Time. So for me, and I've. I was talking about with him and everyone else. Like, uh, this is this is a war. It's a race war. It's an actual war. It's been going on for a long time. And that in war, as all of us uh, nerds who've played uh, real-time strategy games are, uh, not all units are created the same. You shouldn't. You don't. 
we, we don't all need to be the same type of soldier. That's not an effective way to win a war. It's not just yeah. about numbers and quantity uh, in that everyone's going to be built differently or has a different uh, way to approach it. Also, it's a war of attrition. It's hundreds and hundreds of years old. And so if, if someone, if, if you're listening now and you can't actively, you know, you can't actively protest, there's something else you can do. You don't have money. There's something else you can do. You don't have a platform. There's something else you can do. Also, I mean, we've been, we, we don't, while we don't want silence, uh, we're going to need people with energy once this first wave is tired. And so I've been trying to say people, people are going to be exhausted. And the last yeah. thing we want them to do is to disappear like what we were talking about earlier. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Something else crazy is going to happen. And then we're going to get, you know, aliens. Uh, aliens are going to come, but we, we can't let up. Like we need, we need fresh troops and we need people to contribute in their own way. For some, <laughs> it might be through the art. For some artists, it might be like what you said, giving your art a backseat to something else. Not every, not every platform needs to release some shitty stock statement and then try to sell us more, you know, Apple watches or whatever. It's just exhausting. like, I don't need your Apple watch. So like, fucking exhausting. You have money, yeah. you give money or do, do something else. You know, have conversations. We need the bards. We need snipers. We need, we just, we need medics. So everyone, for me, it's just like reassess like, what it is. <laughs> do you think you could commit to, stick to, and then just do it? Like I'm, I have my 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 Instagram is a tiny yep. little bubble. After I, all I did was post and post and post and argue on people on Facebook in 2016. Donald Trump's a president. It didn't fucking work. I didn't change anyone's mind. So for me, it's 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 going to be something else. For others, it's it's whatever you need to do. Yeah. Uh, to just you know either keep your energy up and stay in this because it's it's not a battle. It's a war, and that's that's all I really say about that. So. Let's go around the circle and talk about a uh, race. <laughs> Mil defund the police. Woo, we're soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, no, Dom. I just wanted to really oh, say my thank God. you for thank coming you. on. Yeah, man. thank like, you we so get much for having back. me. There, I love your perspective. Yeah, bro. Anytime. Um, is there anything else you wanna you wanna say to the world uh, so people follow you on Twitter? Yeah, uh, on on Instagram. Instagram is intrnetbf. Twitter is intrnetbf69420. Because um, somebody else against all odds had the same at as me. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do I have to say? Oh, I do have music coming out soon. Um, I haven't announced it yet, but I, I just got the album art and it looks really good. I'm really happy. I'm really excited. Um, um, I'm excited, and, bro. Um, I think the best advice I've ever received is just like uh, seek joy and be kind as you are moving through the world. Um, and um, shit is not always going to be easy, but like is if we are looking for the good, if we are looking for the beauty in the world, we are more likely to find it. So, um, <laughs> so follow me on Instagram for more, more hot takes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I want to start being goofy on Instagram again because I, uh, I do, like to cheer people up. But also, I don't. I think no. I don't think we can go back to like. I don't like seeing that people are already going back to like. Oh, here's me outside. Here's brunch. Here's fucking my dog. <laughs> going like, back no. to uh, bestiality um, is but, what you say. But uh, 
mean, exactly. in, in the grand scheme yeah. of things, though, you know, like there is value uh. in entertainment, <laughs> and for some people. Uh, if they can be the escape, yeah. but then again, it's up to everyone else to to figure out and assess. But thanks again, uh, your ten year old self would be proud. Oh my um, god! So we're gonna send this oh, episode out to all ten year olds. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of uh, cutie. Some of y'all are gonna be learning some new words today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but thanks again, John. And they start with four well, letters. Well, again, at some point. But stay, dude, stay safe. Keep creating. All right, Dom. Thank and you, And we'll bro. see you around. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Of our dreams, we could fall.